Welcome to episode five of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Matt Mueller. What up, peoples? And back in the fold after a wow, brief really? <laughs> absence, but for a good reason that we'll talk about, Brandon Davis. Well, hello. How we doing? And on this episode of the show, guys, we're going to be uh, letting you in on some exclusive new Shazam footage that we saw. We're going to break down that new Frozen 2 trailer that just dropped right before we kind of walked in here. <laughs> and we got some big updates in, on the movie, TV, and video game front that we're going to run through with you. So let's get started. As always, if you want to stay with us here at Comic Book Nation, you can either listen on the site, you can subscribe to our RSS feed, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, we are on Spotify, and you can subscribe any of those places, or you can follow us along on Twitter at the uh, Comic Book Nation hashtag. Number one podcast in the whole world. I can't believe we launched so big. (laughs) Crazy. Thank you. We on MySpace. (laughs) Total saturation. We need total media saturation. All right, so let's jump into our news flash, and we're going to keep it speedy because we got a lot to get through today. So yeah. it's going to be a quick lightning round. First up, Matt Mueller. We just like to cheer whenever, like you know, people around here, especially on this podcast, <laughs> find something that's going to keep their job intact. Uh, Walking Dead yeah. got renewed for season ten. We were very happy about that. Brandon I'm Davis safe. will be around with us for uh, for a while longer. And now we found out Matt Mueller. He just got an extension because there there's a new Power Rangers movie coming our way for at least three years because it'll take a minute. Uh, yeah, uh, CEO of Hasbro Brian Goldner uh, recently revealed on a financial call that uh, they were in talks with Paramount to develop a new Power Rangers movie. Uh, so when Hasbro took over the Power Rangers license, we kind of had that idea because Hasbro uses Paramount for all of their things, like Transformers, yeah. uh, G.I. Joe, Joe, all that yeah. stuff. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of one of those things that was we thought it, but now to actually have it confirmed, now it seems like there's actual talks. It's moving it's forward. Real, the toy line starts really kicking into gear in like April is when like we'll start to slowly see the first Hasbro toys. So now it's like starting to come into fruition. Like we can see it. And after the last movie, you know, fans are hopeful. Now we still don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot. Yeah, we really don't know anything. Odds are it's a reboot. We know it's happening. What do you want? What do I want a sequel? What do I think we're going to get? A reboot. I mean, since the first one came out. And I did too. I mean, I didn't I did not it. hate it. So It has flaws, but right. I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah. but that's all we know. So like I said, we're going to keep it speedy. We're going to keep it moving. And that's all we know right now. We'll keep you guys updated. You can check out our Power Rangers channel on comicbook.com. Matt is always on top of this stuff. And so if you want the latest, check that out. Moving right along. Let's talk some uh, DC news. Some things are happening mm. on the DC movie front. First of all, let's talk Aquaman, the uh, film that uh, Brandon Davis here helped make a billion dollars. Listen, I'm not saying I'm the reason Aquaman made a billion dollars, but no other DC movie had me host their premiere. Or had your your quote splashed all across their commercials, a name (sighs) that people trust. So Aquaman is a billion dollar success, and obviously people would be thinking, you know, franchise right about now. And we had some conflicting reports there for a minute that were kind of weird. We heard that we were getting a spinoff of the trench monsters that are featured in the movie, but there wasn't plans for a sequel in place. But now we know there are plans for a sequel in place. The sequel is moving forward, and it's bringing back the uh, writer of the original uh, film, David Leslie Johnson, I believe his name is. Yep. And so he's going to be coming back to work on this sequel. But, yes, I mean, James Wan didn't confirm it, but he did not deny it. We are still maybe getting this Trench spinoff movie, and there's even a couple names that are being thrown around, Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald, um, but we don't know more than that. But 
we might be getting a spinoff of The Trench, which for many people, this was the standout sequence of Aquaman. When Aquaman, if you haven't seen it, spoilers for Aquaman, uh, Aquaman and Mara have to retrieve this all-powerful MacGuffin, which is another trident, and they basically have to go into this lost section of Atlantis where kind of that sank to this weird part of the ocean where the Atlanteans mutated into these crazy monsters known as the trench that are basically just eat anything they come across and they have to swim through an entire kind of swarm of these creatures to get to this cave where to retrieve this artifact and a lot of people it stood out because this sequence was probably the most James Wan sequence in the whole movie um, if you know relying on his horror director kind of unique vision and it was freaky and it was awesome but now it sounds like we're going to possibly be getting a story of how the Atlanteans kind of fell to this part of the ocean and mutated in a trench, which sounds like a horror movie, but is tied to a comic book franchise because this is basically about a bu- bunch of people from an advanced uh, civilization kind of devolve and yeah. start eating each other awesome. or something like that. Maybe, I mean, it could, maybe it's like a Shakespearean tragedy of sorts. I mean, we know how it ends if it's like a prequel to what we saw in Aquaman. We know how it ends. We could show how these people became those things. Uh, but also at the same time, this is kind of all our fault for liking that scene so much, I think. Everybody talked about the trench yeah. scene, and it was beautiful, and James Wan likes horror movies, and Warner Brothers is looking for success. So, so they're like, oh, let's plus make a... Plus sequence that everybody already loves equals let's make that So movie. like, are they going to talk? I, I don't know. That's, I don't, don't want to go too deep into this yeah. particular trench yet, but uh, let's see. If, oh, this is DC wow. because we wow. got to see if anything in development Where actually, you know, makes thing? it out wow. and kind of and isn't like just stillborn. So, I'm not going to go too deep in that. But maybe it's all just a miscommunication, and the trench movie is all about the Wonder Woman scene where she comes out of the trench in No Man's Land. Oh, <laughs> we get a, we get an hour wow. and a half of that. Wow. Oh man, way to like tie it back. It all, yeah, that's good. But Both finally, good in some good DC news, and here's something I think we can all agree on and be happy about: that Joker Harley movie with Jared Leno and Margot Robbie has been canceled. R.I.P. Canceled like Liam Neeson, man. Like oh. hot take, hot topic. Ooh, top but uh, yeah, it's supposed, supposedly canceled. it's gone. And I mean, I'm not going to go into more than that and say good. Nobody wants to see that. We already are having talk of. Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn being first in this Birds of Prey movie, then possibly appearing in a Gotham City Sirens, then possibly having a whole trilogy where the Gotham City Sirens battle the Birds of Prey. So it's a Gotham City girls fight and with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn thrown in the middle. And that's infinitely more interesting than anybody having to sit through another Jared Leto Joker performance. <laughs> I wasn't even a hater of him, but like now that we're removed from Suicide Squad for a couple years... I don't think I'm itching for any of that again, and I don't know who is. I already like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker more than I like Jared Leto's. And all I've seen is like a, like a Instagram promo and some pictures. Yeah, just that one screen test is, oh, is better, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to. Re- I don't mean nobody's. I mean, it, I mean, you can hit us up and yell at us at hashtag Comic Book Nation. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think anybody's really screaming for another appearance from that version of Joker. I guarantee you. There are a few people screaming. Hashtag Comic Book Nation. Let us know. They will. Moving right along. Finally. Finally. To The Walking Dead. Uh, we were just praising Brandon Davis getting an extension <laughs> on his career in this show, but it seems to be falling apart. The wheels are coming off quick. We heard uh, that now Black Panther star Denai Guerrera is going to be leaving The Walking Dead. Michonne. Michonne is going to be leaving. So I think it's in season 10. She'll start to kind of have only sporadic appearances, and there's word she'll be involved in the movies, uh, the Rick Grime-focused movies. Um, so that's one thing. And just as we came in here, we had to wait for BD because he was typing out fast that King Ezekiel 
Uh, I don't want to butcher Kahari Payton. Did I That's butcher it. that? You nailed it. Kahari yeah, Payton. Kahari yeah. Payton, yeah. He's also going to be uh, reportedly or rumored to be leaving the show. Yeah, that, that right now, I'm chalking that up as a rumor. That would be news to me, uh, especially given the ending of Season 9. I'd be surprised if he is leaving. Uh, but Denagrier is definitely leaving uh, in Season 10. Dying, I don't know about that. I think it would make more sense to keep her alive. I just think Denai Gurira, it, I mean, the only words I can think of to sum up Denai Gurira's interest in The Walking Dead right now is just over it. I mean, that's that's just the impression I've gotten. I mean, she's been to her. season three and yeah. career yeah. just and she's also last year, like, yeah, yeah, she's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, and that's just constantly taking off. And, you know, there's no negativity surrounding that right now. The comment section's more like hating on The Walking Dead. And I mean, The Walking Dead is still a huge show and has a ton of fans. But there's also a ton of negativity around it. So for some reason, just because people feel the need to be negative in comments. I, I mean, it's like, it's the Dark Knight thing. You either die a hero, yeah. you live long enough to see yourself become you're, the villain. You're, you couldn't be more right. Every series that lasts, I mean, this long. There are people hating on Supernatural, and Supernatural is like hung on <laughs> and just not going anywhere. Yeah, and what's crazy is that right now, season nine is really good. I mean, the post-Rick era, the ratings went up a little bit with the mid-season premiere. I mean, they're still the lowest rated mid-season premiere and I think possibly ever on the show but it went up a little bit it's holding strong it's not losing an audience week after week but it's too little too late for some people but like people still feel the need to be like cancel this show I don't know why it's still on we're just getting down to the core audience the event TV spectacle is dropping away and now it's just the core audience is is in who's in and everybody else who's out is going to be out I agree. Kind of we'll see. I, I will see if Kari Payton leaves. Um, I know he loves the show, so it would be different than Denigri leaving, than Andrew Lincoln leaving, and then when Lauren Cohen left, all three of those actors wanted to leave. Even Tom Payne volunteered because he knew the show was a little crowded, so that's why they killed Jesus. Uh, Chandler Riggs was not oh, Chandler Riggs' no. choice, as we saw in the Facebook post from his dad this week. He did not want to leave, and he got kind of... Uh, I don't want to say railroaded, but kind of. It wasn't a good move. It wasn't very nice for a kid who started your show when he was 10 and went till he was 18. But, I digress, uh, Kari Payton loves the show. I have no reason to believe Kari wants to leave, so if, it, if this does turn out to be true, it would be a creative decision behind the scenes. And I reached out for comment. I haven't got one yet. But when I do hear back, you'll find it on comicbook.com slash thewalkingdead. Alright. So, that takes us through our news flash. Stay tuned because we're going to talk about some exclusive Shazam footage that BD saw. We're going to break down the Frozen 2 trailer with our Disney expert, Matt. And we're going to talk about what some of the big, big good things and bad things that are happening in gaming right now. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so up, BD, 
you were not here when we recorded on Friday, but it was because we sent you on a, one of your many uh, Man of Mystery missions. Uh, he likes to Austin Powers it out here for us all over the world. Oh, behave. And <laughs> I see your Instagram post. It does come off that way. I mean, it looks like that sometimes. <laughs> but uh, he was out in L.A. at Warner Brothers, and he was getting treated to an exclusive preview of Shazam. Yeah. And he saw, well, to let him, we'll let you tell the people what you saw and what you think about it, and then we could fire a lot of questions at you because me and Matt have had some questions, and we've been talking about this film a little bit more. Honestly, the footage I saw was fantastic. They showed us, I think it was about 20 minutes of the film, um, kind of an abbreviated version of the first act. It starts out to the tune of Eminem's The Real Slim Shady. Uh, some orphans are walking up to school. They're obviously kind of the outcasts of the school, uh, but they have each other. They are each other's family. Uh, and then they are at lunch, and um, Jack Dylan Glazer plays Freddie Freeman, and he's kind of the enthusiastic one of the bunch, and he's going to be the character who you love. He's a kid with a disability, and he's always he's still enthusiastic about life. He doesn't let the disability get him down. And then you have Asher Angel as uh, Asher Angel, Asher Angel, say that 49 times fast, uh, as Billy Batson, and he's kind of like the introvert of the group. So him and Freddie play really well together. They We saw a scene with them together at a school lunch, and Billy is just kind of, leave me alone. I don't want to talk about superheroes anymore. And Freddie just wants to talk about superheroes all the time. We have, I mean, half a dozen DC Universe references to Batman and Superman and other things that have happened in the DC movie world. Uh, and then we quickly see a scene where Billy helps his friend Freddie who gets hit by a car by some bullies, like intentionally hit by a car. I thought that was kind of intense. Oh. Uh, and he beats up the bullies, and then he just hauls that out of there. And we, I mean, it was an abbreviated version of the scene. So he hauls it out of there. He gets on the subway. He's trying to go home. And a little too Infinity War-like for the average moviegoer. People might be confused. Everyone on the subway turns to dust and disappears. Uh, and Billy is there by himself. And it ends up taking him to the Rock of Eternity. He meets Jaiman Hansu as the wizard. He gets bestowed with the powers of Shazam. There's a little history lesson there in the form of some holograms that the wizard creates, which I think are going to be Black Adam references, some like ancient Egypt type stuff. Uh, comic book fans will pick up on these things. There are all sorts of uh, DC Comics references in this room, um, which were really cool. Uh, but also the average moviegoer won't be hurt by not knowing that, which I think is they found that balance now with DC. Um, historical references are some of the most fun parts of these. Yeah, like, like th that world building is just great. And that's, I think, DC kind of tried to force that early on. And now it seems they've found a way to do it more organically. We saw it in Wonder Woman. We saw it more so in Aquaman. And I think Shazam is going to really fit that in while not shoving it down the average moviegoer's throat. You know what I mean? So then he becomes Shazam, he runs to Freddy's house, they do what kids do when a kid would become a superhero, I imagine, I don't know, still waiting for that to happen to me, but they uh, go out and they start trying to figure out the powers, and I mean, Zachary Levi, when he becomes Shazam, is just, the, that's when the ball starts rolling, that's when I fell in love with the footage. The, for the beginning, the, it was a little chopped up, so it was hard to catch the rhythm of the movie, it was hard to catch some of the timing on some of the jokes, I think it'll be better in context than how we saw it. But when Zachary Levi steps in and he's in costume as Shazam and he, he accidentally shoots a lightning bolt from his finger for the first time, that childish excitement, he nails it. It's so good. It's so much fun. And Freddie and uh, Jack Dylan Glazer and Zachary Levi are great together. I'm pretty sure Glazer, who you know him from It, he's the kind of jerk kid from It, um, probably one of the best parts of the movie though, he had the most days on set because he's with both Asher and Zachary's versions of Billy. Oh, that's funny. So he's really going to be the one you see the most in the movie. Uh, and his chemistry with Zach and Asher 
was great. And then he's just keeps throwing out Cape Crusader references, Superman references, and that's all fun. I love those kind of moments. It's like when Captain America popped into Thor The Dark World. You didn't need it, but as a fan, you're like, oh, that's so cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I then, love it, like, when they're imitating each other. Yeah, against exactly. Like like and so then we just see, uh, it's just him learning how to be Shazam, just, like, trial and error. Then there's a scene where they go to a grocery store, a convenience store, and uh, it happens, of course, it happens to get held up in a robbery while they're there. Convenient, I know. But I'll allow it. That's what the store is about. They learn about <laughs> super strength. They learn about bullet immunity. They learn about beer and it not tasting so good as you would as a kid. And then they go to the park, and there's this lady getting robbed, and he feels the need to help her, and he accidentally uses his super speed for the first time. And it's hilarious. It's all so genuine and funny, and it's very, like, you can see the movie has big heart. And then the lady is like, I didn't need your help. Why did she pepper sprays the guy and goes about her business and then gets scared of him as a result because he's too enthusiastic about being a superhero. And I think the movie just looks like so much fun. We and should note, is, isn't this set in Philly? Is it Philadelphia? Is it? I, think I can't it, remember. I no, I don't think it's Philadelphia. I think it might actually be set in Canada where they Canada? shot in Vancouver. I'm not entirely... I should know that. I don't know where it's set. It, it was, was just, shot in Vancouver. It's just city, you USA. See, I think you see Vancouver. I'm not familiar with the Vancouver skyline, one of the few cities I was going to make a Philly into. joke, but it might be just me trying to force Philly into it. <laughs> yeah, time. that's okay. We're not the Super Bowl champs anymore, so... So it looks good. I mean, I think the biggest question we a lot of people had, because uh, we haven't seen a lot, is how does how do the powers look? How does Shazam They look, look? great, man. The, the lightning bolt specifically, the first time you see Billy become Shazam when he gets the powers from the wizard. He says to the wizard, like, it's a really kind of, he's skeptical about it, and he says, so all I have to do is say the name, like, Shazam. And then a lightning bolt comes down into his head, and he just did, and it caught me off guard. I mean, it was really cool. It's a very intense transformation. Like, it might make people jump. And then, the, I mean, the, this is the a super speed. question, but, like, the sound, does it work? Is it, like, the yes. boom? Because Shazam has Yes, that crack of the lightning is so good. David F. Sandberg did a really good job. I mean, and you may know him from the Conjuring universe. He's directed movies there. And I think he got to uh, bring some horror into this. He didn't want to go into too much detail, but we talked to David F. Sandberg and producer Peter Safran. And it sounds like they not only brought horror into this, but I tried to get, there was two things I tried to get out of him. Um, what was his favorite scene in shooting? And he wouldn't tell me what it was, but it sounds like there's a real emotional gut punch late in the movie. And I'll tell you what, if they mess with my boy Freddie Freeman, I'm going to start a riot. But also, um, I tried to find out if Superman is in the movie. I tried really hard. I asked like three different ways, and they're pros. They've done this before. Uh, and they weren't spilling anything. So I said something like, oh, you know, if you chose other DC Comics characters, how'd you pick them? And they just said, oh, this is a Shazam movie. And then I said, how deep into Shazam mythology are we going? And they were like, <laughs> you know, we'll explore it. Other characters influence him. And I was like, and then I was like, is Superman in the movie? And Peter Safran was like, you'll see Superman whenever DC makes a Superman movie. So they really just dodged it. We'll see. I feel like producer Jim Viscardi spilled that tea on the last episode. Uh, <laughs> as people noted, he was talking a little bit behind the scenes baseball about this. And some people got some good articles out that. So. I think Superman's in the movie. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Even like Adam, Cavill, not in the movie. No, I, don't, I wouldn't expect. not in the movie. I would just, I expect a reference at yeah. this point, and that's it. So, Moving all right. Though. So, it sounds good. I mean, I'm getting a little bit more hopeful. I mean, Captain Marvel and Shazam are two. Uh, I mean, we could call them both Captain Marvel. We well, you know, I'm seeing the female Captain Marvel 
next week. So okay, well, I mean, were I try not, not to blow your assignments and let not you know. Were you not, not hopeful people know about you Shazam were. before though? No, I am. I'm okay. hopeful about both these movies, but I'm just skeptical I'm because just okay. I'm slightly dead inside. I'm not like alive like a lot of people in this office with childlike wonder. <laughs> I, I I'm very cynical. So like until I see something, yeah. like I'm kind of skeptical. In both movies, the marketing hasn't been so strong yet. Potential hot take: I am more excited for Shazam than Captain Marvel. That's not a hot take. I'm going to leave you. I'm gonna <laughs> leave. Also, I've, I've seen more online. of Shazam. I've, I've been online. I've, I've, after seeing this footage from Shazam, I mean, I've, I'm so excited. And like we've talked about on this podcast, the Captain Marvel trailers just haven't, as a fan of Captain Marvel, yes, but the trailers haven't done it for me. It's all right. All right. So Sorry. if you have uh, any questions, okay. you can hit up BD on uh, Twitter. I'm sure he'll answer anything you have specifically. Uh, we're going to keep right on moving because we got to talk about a big trailer that just dropped. Disney fans are going nuts right now, right before we walked into the booth. <laughs> You're so jacked right now. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know Frozen was a huge, uh, yeah. huge, huge thing. Huge. When it came no out, no one has I mean, more respect for Frozen than Matt Mueller. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows think, Frozen better than Matt Mueller. I think Charlie Ridgely. I mean, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a big, close second. He's a big, yeah, he's I mean, big, he's probably still freaking fan. out over there. Um, I think but, he's watched the trailer at least twelve times. Yeah, right. probably. <laughs> Already this morning. Um, but I, I know I'm excited. Uh, this was like, let's just talk and set the scene because we all watched the trailer. Let's just note, BD and I have never watched Frozen, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it's I'm, nothing against Frozen. I didn't want to tell like, anybody. I have a three and a half year old daughter. Like, she just doesn't interest. Also, watches. Is Kung Fu Panda. It's the only movie she <laughs> only Fu movie Panda. she cares about. I can't hate on that. I saw no, it. In the she theater. loves it. I mean, she knows every word of that movie, but she hasn't Princesses, not her not her thing. Not yet. So we'll see what happens. No, that no. Kung Fu I mean, Panda's awesome. I've seen it in pieces like on TV or yeah. like, you know, the Disney Channel or whatever and what have you. And I know all of it, the general gist of it, because I've I've heard about it and read it so much. I've heard times. the song. Why didn't yeah. you see it? Just curious. Uh, to be honest, I wanted to see it, and um, I was in Texas when it was out in theaters, and I had the opportunity to see it, and I let my mom pick a movie, and she didn't pick Frozen because she was like, ah, they sing too much in that one. I want to see something else, and I'm pretty sure, what was this, 2012? 2013, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember what we saw. I think uh, we saw like Wolf of Wall Street or something. No. That's a good family film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, there's no singing in it, so I mean, I guess it fits. Some pretty intense movies with his mom growing up. <laughs> that is, that's wow. a pretty intense one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so and also this just dropped out of nowhere. Like typically, yeah, like, that's what I heard. I walked in the office and Charlie was like, I mean, Charlie was, was eight oh two. I mean, it, he's it usually at like a. 12 out of 10 by the time I walk in at like a 10 a.m. shift, but like he was like at a 15 out of 10 today, and he was like, Did you hear what happened to Frozen 2 trailer? And I was like, Oh man, really? So, like, yeah, people are, I mean, still absorbing this and kind of freaking out. I mean, this trailer was Charlie cool. likes to show you a trailer like he made it. <laughs> oh man, I'm not, I'm not rolling Charlie. <laughs> I love Charlie, <laughs> but um, respect, like, Charlie. this was a darker trailer. I mean, this, this was kind of a weird concept. First of all, let's just establish I told you guys before we started recording, like, this is my nightmare. I have a slight <laughs> thing about water, and like, it took me a while. I mean, I'm a great swimmer, I take my daughter swimming every week yeah. and all that. I love the ocean. But I've drowned, almost drowned a couple times. It does have an effect on you. And like Ooh. the ocean, a stormy ocean at night is like what I have night, is like pretty much the only thing I have nightmares about at night. And so this was my nightmare of her trying to run across a stormy ocean at night <laughs> and like freeze her. Like I was like oh, yelling like horror movie white girl things at her. Like, what are you doing? Don't you know you're going to die out here? Jaws is out here. So, like, you know, but that that's what it is. And it's, that seems intense. But yeah, it is. A lot, it's, it's a good a little meta. I mean, it's a good little Kingdom metaphor. Kingdom Hearts Four looks insane, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and I like it because it's a good little metaphor for what else Ilsa is her Elsa, name. Yeah. Elsa is like 
you know, maybe going to be up against in this movie. Yeah. And it's just kind of a metaphor. So for we've like, already got theories. You know, she has power, but there's these surging waves of, you know, crap that's probably going to be happening to her that, you know, powers aren't going to fix alone. And she's got to have some kind of courage to kind of muster up and run up a hill or not, <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a literal, <laughs> not a literal hill, but get over some kind of. <laughs> well, so the, 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 so thanks to a Russian calendar. Of all things, we got a description, a translated description those. of the movie. You don't, I, don't trust yeah, I, I understand why, uh, which essentially says uh, they are heading deep into the forest to learn an ancient truth regarding the kingdom. Um, mm. There's already been a couple of theories float around the office. One is that she's from uh, Jodenheim. That is and not she's one. Like, <laughs> she is related to the Frost Giants. Yeah. And no, that's super not suit. Another one Thor either. left her on Earth. No, these are all bad. These Get are all me bad my theories. super suit. These are all bad theories. The one theory, though, is that her, the, her parents, their parents, died in the first one, right? But they don't like. Oh, spoiler alert! Now you've it's been since 2013. You're fine. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, there you go. So they die, and it's also early in the movie. I'm actually not technically spoiling anything. It's towards the end. But so, what if they're like on their journey? They died in a ship crash, like out in the ocean. So what if, and they never like show them dead or anything because it's like a Disney film. So what if they're on the search for like their parents, their parents aren't really dead and they've been like out. They've just been guarding the trident. Been guarding, exactly. Now that's yeah. a crossover I would do. Uh-huh. Arthur like, Curry, heard you can talk to fish. Uh-huh. Also in this, I, I do really like that here you already get a sense of this adventure, whereas the first one was about two sisters, sisters yeah. primarily. And then the other characters all kind of built around. This one is kind of, pitched more like an adventure of all five of them going off together to like find this forest and go through and make their way back home, it seems. Uh, and like, there's a scene where so Christoph the girls, is going- they're, they're, they're men. And who's the fifth, the snowman? So, well, okay, so it's Christoph is the one guy. Then it's Sven, who is the moose. And then it's Olaf, the snowman. So it's okay. five. Ooh. Yeah. But at one point you see Christoph riding and it's an army of like, Sven's. It's awesome, right? So I don't know what they're racing towards, but that's a cool moment. The moment at the very end where Anna takes the blade out she and slashes towards the screen. I was like, oh my God, that's a that's a great scene. Lost my face. Um, I hope the trolls aren't in here because I didn't love the trolls from the first one, but hmm. there were like these little trolls that Christoph is a So, part so far, of. We, we'll, give me your impression so far as a Disney fan. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling great. I've been waiting for this movie for a long time. And Ike. Since this is the first true movie that we've gotten, because we got Frozen Fever, which was a short, and then we got Olaf's Frozen Holiday, Frozen Adventure, which I, I loved, but then they pulled from <laughs> before. I can't remember. Was it Coco? Yeah, it was Coco that they aired it before, and then like people were like, I don't want to waste 20 minutes, but it was so great. Anyway, that's not the point. Point is, I'm very excited. <laughs> I told you that story to get you to this one. So I'm very excited Again, for this. Charlie levels of Disney. <laughs> There's mania over here. <laughs> very excited. I'm very excited. There wasn't enough Olaf in this trailer for me. Like okay. I personally like love Olaf, uh, but I'm I love the overall feel of this trailer. The tone. It's it's like the stakes are raised. I like the different environments that you're seeing because it's not all ice covered landscapes like the first one. Okay. It's you know it's it's like dark beaches and caves and forests. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Here's my only worry about Frozen Two. Frozen 1 was highly regarded. I mean, the memes that came out, I remember very well, which is like, finally, Disney put a, a love story out that's like between two, like, 
women or sisters or something like that. It's basically the fascination was that this was like a relationship story that wasn't about a, a princess trying to make herself kind of, you know, int for a prince. It wasn't yes. that. It was about the relationship, a non-romantic relationship between two women trying to kind of figure out their place with yeah. each other, two sisters, which was a major breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for a lot of viewers, particularly female viewers. Can you retain that in the second one? Or cause, I think so. Because then they, they, I mean, the first one, they resolve their differences. They kind of come together as sisters. And this more, like you said, looks like a general adventure. At like the, the beginning, guys. it looks like an okay. adventure from the very small, because it was a teaser trailer too. So it's a very small portion of footage that we're seeing. At one point, they're all together looking over something. Do you think Elsa gets separated? Is that what we're seeing at the beginning? Like she trapped I, on this I think beach? a few of them, like I think all of them get stranded on this place. Okay. And so they end up having to, you know, essentially make a little adventure and get home, right? I think that's like the central premise. But in the first one they were really good about never letting the other characters outshine the core two sister dynamic. Here, uh there's going to be two new characters, but I think they're going to do a great job cuz they know that. They know that those two, that is why or as one of the reasons also let it go was like massive as far as music yeah. goes. But the sister dynamic was one of the biggest reasons it did so well at the box office. So I think they will find a way to bridge that. Kristoff will play a part, but he won't be he won't be on their tier. It'll still be a movie about sisters, about family by the end of it. I mean, being trapped on an island, two sisters who are possibly angry at each other is, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a very different role for a dude in that movie. Um, I can see that. So, all right, you think it's going to be okay? You think we're oh, in the right direction? The first one made what, $1.2 I don't remember. It, it made $1.2 something something billion. Okay. Uh, so that was 2013. What do you think it makes now? I don't know. It's going to kill. Do they talk in the movie or is it yeah, like the They actually do talk. No, it's going to be like 1.5 maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'd say i give it that 1.5. Yeah, I think it's going to be as long as they have another song. Yeah, well, you know the like music's going to be on point. Yeah. All the people are returning. It's going to All be. right. Well, okay. That's it. Frozen 2. Finally, we come to gaming, which, Whoa. you know, on this podcast, we're going to cover a lot of things. Have we ever guys. talked about gaming? No, this is our first real gaming talk. Mm. Uh, we haven't talked about gaming. We haven't talked about anime. We haven't talked about Star Trek yet, but we will be talking we'll about there. all these things. We always yeah. talk about Star Wars when Brandon's not here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about Star Wars. Well, because I hate Star Wars, right? Oh, there yeah, it we is. We threw you under the bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. We threw you on the bus in the last show. I don't know if Richard is watching we, we, right now in the control room, and he just, I'm sure he just. Oh, yeah. He set, he set up a middle oh, finger. He's just, yep, yep. He's just yeah, looking you up right now. Your Star Wars it's not appreciated, but we're not talking about Star Wars today. I'm just kidding. I don't hate Star Wars, guys. We have the test episode. We will release one <laughs> We day. have the footage. Yeah, we have receipts. Delete so it. let's talk about gaming. So we're going to talk about something really good that's happening in gaming and something that's really bad that's going to be happening in gaming really soon. Oh boy. And we're going to start with the bad and get the bad out of the way. Oh boy. So if you're an anime fan and a gaming fan, um, it's been a good time. I mean, we've had some good anime-inspired games coming out. Dragon Ball Fighters was probably the biggest last year. Uh, but this year, so the Shonen Jump magazine, if you know anything about anime, Shonen Jump magazine is a kind of uh, manga magazine that contains a lot of the most popular series in anime manga, including Dragon Ball, One Piece, My Hero Academia, Naruto, Boruto, like all of these series. And so all of these characters were getting adapted into a fighting game called Jump Force, and it's hitting store shelves Real soon, and uh, we can't say anything officially yet, but some videos have gone around about Jump Force that are getting people <laughs> w- w- like wicked scared about this game. I mean, 
it's just cut scenes that show like animation where characters are just I mean there's like missing frames of animation when characters are trying to walk off screen they're just like and disappear and oh god the voiceover like the subtitling for the voice action is just so horrible where characters are like talking and some of it's translated some of it's not like it's looking real bad and some real bad impressions are beginning to surface online from people who are getting really concerned about this game because it's really highly anticipated I mean this is like a game that brings together some of the biggest characters in yeah. anime, anime, manga right now. I mean, Goku, Deku from My Hero, Boruto. Like, you can fight with all these people. This should be, like, the Marvel versus Capcom of yeah. anime. And right now, from what's being said online and some things we may or may not know floating around our office from people who have insight to this game already... This is looking like one of the biggest fails in gaming in recent memory for me for a game that's this highly anticipated with like this much, you know, these many iconic characters and brands combined into one place. And it sounded like this game was like a half-assed make of a game and it is not going to be good. The word hot garbage was thrown around <laughs> yeah. these offices. Multiple times. Multiple times. Wow. So you're saying I should buy it? No, I'm saying if you were really looking forward to Jump Force, listen, I grew up in the Nintendo original Nintendo, Super Nintendo days, and there's a thing we had to uh, learn about which is called, uh, it's called the caged effect. It's like when you've been caged into an opinion for so long about something and you don't want to give it up. Like you've been anticipating this game for half a year and there's nothing anybody can tell you that says, no, this game is going to be bad and you should skip it and you should buy it. They got like four Call of Duties out of me that way. Um, just wanting to believe. But my most famous example is probably uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men, Arcade's Revenge for oh Super God, Nintendo. That, oh, God, that yeah. game is such crap. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. I bring that, that up. Gambit stage? If you, yeah, oh, oh man. First of all, awful. one of the most impossible games to beat. So, so bad, and but like so highly anticipated for Christmas that year. <laughs> Every kid wanted to see Spider Man and the X Men team up in oh, the video. It was the Turbo game. Man of that year. Oh, yeah, oh, it was so and it was so bad. But I'll never forget me and my best friend on the phone after we opened it playing for two hours. Like, so it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that bad, man. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's bad. so good. It's so good. And months later, we just came back and we were like, man, like, what's wrong with us? Don't do that to us, don't do that to yourself. If you've been. Highly anticipating Jump Force. Just wait for maybe like a couple of days. See some of these reviews. We will have an official review out tonight. Probably by the time you hear this and you can get the official scoop. But uh, yeah, it's looking real rough. I think you've caused me anxiety. I hadn't thought of that game in so long. Somebody's getting All the fired. memories are coming back. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider- I hadn't thought Oh, no, of it traumatized me. But I learned an important lesson about <laughs> the caged effect and like, you know, uh, self-deluded, geez. you know, enjoyment of things. In fandom, that's what, what, kind of what, what video game let you was the biggest letdown for you ever. That that probably was yeah. it. Yeah, that probably was it. The biggest letdown. Yeah, from in terms of uh, anticipation. Yeah, I say that's probably it. The right bouncer, there. the bouncer, the bouncer was one of my. Do you remember that game? No, no. we're getting sidetracked. You're getting way <laughs> sidetracked. Trying to wrap <laughs> this up in like ten minutes. Keeping these things tight. Let's keep it moving. So, from one of the worst things that's about to probably happen in gaming to uh, one of the biggest and most popular right now, Apex Legends. Apex Legends is a thing. If you don't know, this is like the 2019 (laughs) Fortnite. Uh, It's a game made by the developers who made uh, Titanfall, I believe. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's kind of a new battle royale game. 
Um, it's a squad-based battle royale game that's kind of like a little bit Fortnite, kind of like a little bit Call of Duty, and a kind of like a little bit Overwatch because it's a balance of uh, characters and powers and stuff. It's what the kids are bopping to these days. I'm a little bit older. I got like two kids. I don't have time to jump into Apex Legends deep. But from what I hear, like, I mean, a lot of people in the office are already getting crazy into this. Brandon Davis has already started a small cult about it. I mean, you were like Fortnite's biggest, besides Ninja, you were like Fortnite's biggest rapper in like 2018. I was a big But you've Fortnite turned on kid. Fortnite. And Fortnite's all stupid build-offs now and 10-year-olds who are better than me and I ain't got time for that. Yeah, you, I mean, like, Around the office, you were like Fortnite's biggest cheerleader, but you've turned on it, and now you're on Apex Legends? I'm a big Apex Legends advocate now, but I'm not as hooked on Apex Legends as I was on Fortnite. Like, I go home, and I play for like an hour or two, and then I'm, yeah, I'll just have dinner now. With Fortnite, I was like, yeah, forget dinner. <laughs> I'll just keep playing. But no, Apex is super fun. I mean, it's also, uh, it's also showed us who the uh, least appreciated friend out of a group of four was because it's only three players so uh you know who the it's really exposed groups who their least favorite friend in the group was Uh, somebody got voted out of the tribe when people switched over it went through it happened to my squad last night it was me um wow but no it's it's fun it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of like ghost recon advanced warfare or warfighter uh uh with Obviously, the touches of Overwatch in that there are different characters with different abilities, but um, it's it's uh, I I'm not going to spend any money on it. I learned my lesson from Fortnite. To be honest with you, Fortnite not, got you for a grip, dude. Fortnite, I probably spent like four hundred dollars on Fortnite. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It always starts off with. free. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> over the course of, of a year. But yeah, uh, thank but, you for having the courage to come on and uh, admit that. Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Well, even in real for the people, I like that. But I, I mean, I dig Apex. I think uh, it, I like the that there's the, the guns are all the same. You don't, or not the, the guns are all the same. There are different levels of guns. I do want to say I have one major gripe with this game, and it pisses me off. So if you get a white armor, yeah, like, so that gives you 150 health points. Yeah. But if you shoot somebody who has a white armor, you don't know that they have armor. So if you're counting based on the points and you're doing the math and you do 90 damage, you're thinking, oh, they have 10 health left. Uh, not if they had a white armor and you didn't know. They have 60 more health. And that throws me off. And EA, fix it. Because I'm tired of getting killed from chasing somebody, hitting them for 12 more, and well, they're still alive. Well, I mean, if you know by now, you just keep popping them in the head until they just stop moving. And then you do two more pops and just in case... Just in the teabag, just you know, just because pop, did pop, and then if they're dead after that, if they're dead after the teabag, and then you can be sure. I mean, that's Halo strategy, right? Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> Listen, that's where I I'm my just teeth. saying it should let me know they have armor. Halo strategy though is just chuck five grenades and just yeah, to keep watching <laughs> that body blow. I'm already fading out of Apex. Really? Yeah, like I, I hit it hard for a minute. That's which you and only have fur babies, so like no, but I'm already like I just want to play other stuff. Like it's not like it's not retaining. It's not retaining me. It's not as addicting. It's not as, as addicting. Fortnite. No, it's no. not as addicting. No. Right. Um, and the characters are fine. There's only a few though that yeah, really grab my with, attention. Yeah. I'm not in love with anybody. You yet. mentioned like that's... three games in describing yeah. it, but it in those areas that it's like those games, it's not as good as any one of them. as any one of those. Yeah. Like it doesn't have the personality of Overwatch. It's, it's, it doesn't uh, have the building and some of the other factors of Fortnite. It, it's and it doesn't have the cartoony style either. What's the yeah. phrase? It's a jack of all trades, but yeah. a master of none. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's that really is. And, he, and like, it's, it's not as crisp graphically as like a Call of Duty. Or no, no. Like and I'm not being harsh. It is free. So yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna, like, yeah, no, no, no. How dare started. you? But Fortnite yeah. changed radically. Like, but it's already like losing. Like Anthem comes out, 
soon. That's my jam. That's I hope that be, game doesn't yeah. suck. I do too because I've already pre-ordered. <laughs> Crackdown <laughs> three comes out this week, t- like tomorrow. Yeah, like there's a lot of Ooh, stuff that I'm like, down. and I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So you guys, I mean. You guys and the team at uh, Comic Book Gaming, you guys keep me uh, in the know for what the kids are bopping to these days. You really or flossing things. to. You stop I'll tell you what the kids <laughs> don't say. It's bopping. I know. I'll tell you that right That's, that's half the joke right there. Thanks uh, for explaining my jokes. But uh, yeah. I've been, I, you want to illustrate your old, you sound like old terminology. My, my, you sound like my real estate agent. He tries to stay in touch with the kids, and he says respect after everything you say. Oh, like, there he, like, he was like, what do you do? I was like, I work at comicbook.com. Respect. And then he's like, "You play video games? Yeah, oh, Fortnite. Respect. Oh that's what. That's you, Kofi. You're you're oh one bopping God. away from sounding like that guy. That's he's a good really? guy. If he's listening, by any chance, thanks really for the house. <laughs> Can I start saying that? Is that a thing? Can I jack his respect book? or bopping? Respect. I feel like people stopped saying respect like ten years ago. I I say word every now and then. I don't get to use it around yeah. these offices a lot. Bopping. Bopping. Hey, bopping word respect. respect. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was such shade from my, like, all my coworkers at once. Nobody caught it. I should just kept moving. But all right, so that's everything we have in gaming, and that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. We're trying to keep these things a little tighter for you guys uh, so you can kind of rock with us and not lose too much time. As I said, you can kind of uh, keep with us. We post new articles for each episode on the site where you can listen. That's easy peasy. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed, which you can find listed in any article about the podcast. We are now on Stitcher, on Spotify, on iTunes, where you can subscribe, and I hope you do, so that we can keep this thing going. Every time we don't get canceled, it's a good day. You can find me online at Twitter, so uh, if you want to talk to me, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw, K-O-F-I-O-U-T-L-A-W. And by the way, some people asking, yeah, that is my real name. It's not like my industry. Isn't that an awesome name? Yeah, I I just try to live up to it. Uh, You can also find Matt Mueller. Uh, At Matt Mueller CB. And Brandon Davis, I mean, anywhere there's a comic book, any kind of logo or thing, I'm sure you can find his Twitter <laughs> yep. handle attached to it. So uh, You guys can hit me up at Brandon Davis, BD. And also, uh, after The Dead came back on Sunday, we got 150,000 people watched it, so thank you for that, Comic Book Nation. Uh, and we will be back again this Sunday night following episode 910 of The Walking Dead, which is loaded with like flashbacks and stuff. So, you know, that'll be fun. I hope you'll join Janelle Wheeler and myself. And for any breaking news during the week, you can also catch Comic Book Now with uh, Brandon and Chris Killian. You guys are always doing your thing. And uh, Both of those shows on Facebook.com slash Comic Book Now. All right. So that'll do it for us today here at Comic Book Nation. We'll see you guys again soon, real soon. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Be sure to tune in. And if you want to continue anything from today's episode, you can find us on Twitter at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Deuce.